Welcome to At The Root. I'm your host, Greg Piper, on February 1st, 2021. And this is the place and time we talk about connection. Not Wi-Fi connection, not Bluetooth connection, not a flight connection, but emotional connection with others and with ourselves. Yes, I did say emotional connection with ourselves. How can we possibly have a connection with family members or friends at an emotional level if we haven't figured out how to have that kind of connection with ourselves? These are the kind of topics we're going to talk about on this show, and I hope you will join me each week as we go on this discovery together. I'm a practicing psychotherapist, just to let you know where I'm coming from. I'm also a holistic life coach and a recovering addict and alcoholic. I am joined today by one of my producers, once again, Stacy Heller. Hello, Stacy. Hello. Good to have you here again. I mean, I, I, I love chatting with you. It's, it's just like free therapy every week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the bill. No. Oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> Surprise. You know, I was just listening to my friend J.D. Winnikin's uh, show right before this, and I am just, it, it's really surprising to me. I, my eyes just kept getting wider and wider. We're, we are writing about the same things and doing the same things, and we're not intentionally doing that. Oh, it's, but it's, it's, it's like eerie almost. It's really. Right. The two of you arrive, and it's like, it's just fascinating how you both end up talking about the same thing, and he's on right before you. Right. And so tune in, folks, because yeah, you can definitely. hear his show. Yeah, if you've, you make it an hour-long listen, it's, it's uh, well worth it. Yeah. So... Lately, on this show, we've been talking about awareness and allowing ourselves to pay attention to bids for connection from others and bids from our internal self. And then once we uh, notice this bid, what do we do with it? How do we answer it? There's a lot more for us to get into about this. Um, But today, I want to back up a little bit before we go on. I had a listener tell me how much she was enjoying the show, but that she was experiencing some difficulty with the concept of emotional connection and what that really means. And, of course, me, as my thing, so I'm like, oh, emotional connection, I've got that. But not everybody does, you know? I oh, mean, it's hard. So it got me to thinking that, you know, of course, I'm trying to figure out, did I move too quickly at the start or... Or whatever, and it doesn't really matter. I, I just, as I process it, I realize that there's uh, many people that struggle with emotional awareness, right? Every day in my practice, I mean, that's what I see. I mean, a majority of the people, I think. And if we struggle, right, with emotional awareness, then the idea of emotional connection can seem pretty foreign to us, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think about all of us that stuff our emotions in some way, shape, or form. Mm. And whether, you know, you're an addict or whether, you know, it's like as I sit with my Diet Coke and my Twix bar in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Totally not stopping anything, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, absolutely. Um, It's it's a really hard thing to, to be aware and then... You know, we're taught to, especially if you're a man, one of the things that I love about this show and 
JDs before this is that it's men talking about feelings and men talking about connection and awareness because I think culturally men are told not to do that, not to show that vulnerable side. Right, right. We can do it, folks, really. I, I'm witnessing it. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, if we're going to talk about emotional connection, I thought we could, we could start way back, right? Way back at, 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 uh, when a baby is born at an infant's birth. The, the child is born, and within them, it's pretty much a clean slate, right? I mean, it's just there's no very little consciousness there. Um, they have a basic consciousness, consciousness, but, you know, they're unreflective and they're very in the moment, present-oriented, and, but they have little uh, reference to a concept of self, you know, mm-hmm. consciousness. Newborns do express emotions and they show signs to us of shared feelings, right? You remember your mom. And I, I, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. They, they show signs of that. Um, research has found that uh, an infant is basically designed, I don't know about that word, but that's what it said, to find the human face, voice, and touch. Interesting and pleasurable. So, there they are, as they come into this world, designed, right, to experience the human face, voice, and touch. And that's, it comes down to the responsibility of us, right, as the caregivers, responding to this child, holding them, the baby talk, the cooing, mm-hmm. little tickles, laughing with them, right, showing them warm and happy facial expressions soothing the child as they are experiencing emotion. I'm thinking about this from the standpoint of being a mom of four, Mm -hmm. and I was very overwhelmed. I had four kids in six and a half years, and I think that the look that my kids saw was like terror. (laughs) Right. But, you know, I'm thinking about this in this idea that you're modeling behavior for your kids or you're modeling response, and... That idea that your response is in the connection, that it makes sense that a baby would be designed to to find these things interesting because that is how they're learning things. Right. I think about when a kid falls down and, you know, you're not supposed to react immediately because if you say, oh, are you OK? Then they think something's wrong. Right. right. So you need to, like, wait <laughs> to see what their real response is. Well, that's what I think of is that, you know, how many of us were unwittingly modeling a non-present, you know, freaked out, overwhelmed looks for our babies to react to. Right. And, and, and that's the whole point of what I call attunement, right? This reciprocal exchange of sensitivities and emotions. And it's, it's a mutual thing. It's back and forth, right? And here's the child sharing these emotions and sensitivities with us, and what are we projecting? What are we reflecting back to that child? And, you know, babies don't have any problems sharing their sensitivities with us uh, uh, at all. No, at, at all. <laughs> and all I keep thinking right now is, yikes, this is going to, we're going to have to do therapy off the air, too. Because, <laughs> you know, that ship has sailed. But anyway, go on. Well. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about, right? So the question becomes, 
how are we sharing our sensitivities with them when this happens, right? Remember, this is reciprocal. It's a mutual exchange. Attunement is a mutual exchange. So the infants may not be consciously aware, right? But they are very emotionally aware. And what are we doing? What, how are we projecting our feelings to them? What, what are we reflecting back to them? And that's what I'm calling emotional connection. This attunement, this attunement to the other, you know. Think of musicians, right? An orchestra or band or people playing music together. If one of them is out of tune, the connection between the band members or the orchestra or the the musicians is certainly out of whack, right? But the connection with the audience is even more Mm -hmm. out of whack. Somebody's not in tune. And that's kind of the the way I relate to it. Um, so, this is making so much sense to me, even in terms of, you know, you talked about last week and you always talk about the importance of emotional connection to yourself and mm-hmm. that this idea that if it's about reflecting back and it's reciprocal, then if I'm looking in the mirror and I have nothing but self-loathing, then that's, I'm filling my head with that narrative and I'm looking back at that and it's just going to be a dialogue of self-loathing or, you know, you look terrible in that or you look tired or whatever it is. And so I need to make sure that I project more self-love and connection with what I need to hear so that that's what I see reflected back. That's right, because we are... We, are, we, can, we have to connect with ourselves first, right? And that's exactly what J.D. was just talking about earlier. We have to be able to have that, that unique, very special connection with our internal selves. So you know, let's fast forward to the present right now, okay? We, we went back to when we were babies. So this infant is now you and me today, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, whatever it is. How are you doing how are we doing with our reciprocal exchange of sensitivities and emotions today with others with our friends with our spouses how are we doing in that exchange today how is your attunement today with others huh Uh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> says this could be hard this I, could be really hard because there's so much going on i mean i have a radio show called don't ask me to talk like what does that say <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's no room for reciprocal it's all about me <laughs> leading one to believe it that, is. that perhaps there's your answer <laughs> and i suspect that there's a lot of people like me yeah yeah, but to think about all the stimulation and input that comes into us these days. I mean, it's crazy. And, and how can we be aware of sensitivities and emotions of, our, of what's inside of us when we've got all this going on? And if we can't figure it out inside of us, we certainly can't emotionally connect with others very well anyway. I mean, it's superficial. And what I'm seeing is that, you know, in, in my practice with people that I talk to is that mostly this, you know, reciprocal exchange is not working for most people. Uh, well, uh, thus they're in therapy. Yeah. Well, that's why I have a job, right? <laughs> but, but I think people are, are realizing, well, we all realize at some point in our lives, 
hopefully, when something's not working, right? Bad things are happening to us, or bad things, but things are happening to us that, that are uncomfortable, or life just isn't going the way it used to or the way we want it to. And these are all kind of just signals coming at us that, that uh, we need to change the way we're connecting with ourselves. Um, yeah, the mutual exchange is gone, or it becomes very negative. So where did it go, right? How did it, how did it, how did it get to be this way for all of us, right? So we're, make, we're reflecting right now on, on our mutual exchange of sensitivities and emotions with ourselves and with others, and we're going, hey, eh, eh, not so good. How did it happen? That's the question. It reminds me of when um, my husband and I were first married and we were in that newlywed bliss and we would go out to dinner and we would look at another couple across the restaurant and there was always more than one where the conversation was not animated at all. It didn't look like they were talking and we would joke about this dialogue that we envisioned was taking place like, how's yours? Good. (laughs) How's yours? And that there was nothing anymore to talk about. And we always talked about, we need to make sure that we can talk about something other than, how's yours? And so when you're talking about this, that's what it's making me think of, that you really have to make that effort to make sure you have something to talk about. And what I learned early on is that if I had my own thing going on, then I had something to talk to Pete about. Right. So what I'm hearing you say is that if you have your own relationship with yourself and you have your own thing going on, then it's going to be, there might be an opportunity to exchange. It's going to be more likely, right? I mean, when we think of it, how how many times do we go out to dinner now, right? And you look across and there's a family. Well, we don't go out to dinner right now. But when this, you know. (laughs) In theory. In theory. Maybe someday we can do this again. But you look across the restaurant and there's a table of, a family of four or five, right? And all of them are on their phone around the table, right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all see it all the time. And that's certainly not a mutual exchange of sensitivities. And, And it's probably an ideal time for that to happen for that family. But it's not. So here we are. Today, we're talking about today. Let's, let's rewind again. Don't get dizzy here, but let's rewind again um, back to our caregivers' mutual exchange of sensitivities and emotions, right, with us. If their part of this exchange was, what, angry, stressful, tense, fearful, you know, then that's what we were modeled and that's what we had to adapt to right because we can't we can't trade them in right no (laughs) yeah you know there's no upgrade for parents when you're you know two well there's never an upgrade for your parents yeah no you know and you know there's we can't update their behavior right and we can't leave really i mean it's kind of like a uh are we trapped? I don't know. Well, and even if you Feels physically like. leave, you never emotionally leave. I mean, how right. many people, you know, 
when they go to counseling or they go to therapy, it's like, well, let me tell you about my family of origin. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you talk about those things. Well, and that's most of the time that's where we go in therapy, right? Because that's where we discover all these things about why people are having a difficult time in their exchanges with people today, right? We go back there and we see this kind of stuff. And, and here's this child that is facing all this. It's not ideal. It's not even close. And so the child has to adapt. We had to adapt, right? Because we couldn't leave. We couldn't get new parents. And so that adaptation generally included some form of ignoring, hiding, right? You talked about it earlier, packing mm-hmm. those emotions away so they don't have to feel them. A lot of times, uh, maybe it's acting out in anger, but you know, anger is just a way of covering emotions, the mm-hmm. real things that are going on. When I'm thinking safety, you know, the things right? that you don't, it's like walking on eggshells. It is. And so we have this repetition going on, right, of this adaptation because that's what we have to keep doing. It's working. It's not ideal, but it's working. We're, we're able to cope as a two and three and four and five, six, seven, eight-year-old. We're able to cope by using this, these adaptations uh, to get through the day, every day. And we repeat this and repeat this and repeat this, and and. It just locks this adaptation into our psyche, right? We, it becomes the default program that we are operating under every day, every second of the day. It's just we continue to keep using that. It's a narrative. It's a real in your head. Yeah. So now we're going to fast forward again back to now, okay? Many of us are still operating with that same default program, that same adaptation. And it worked back then, kept us safe. But do we really need it now? Is it helping us now? It's not. You know, there's a, an analogy of this other little person inside of us, this the loyal soldier. And whatever this adaptation we created way back when to help us and keep us safe, that's the loyal soldier mm-hmm. on duty every second of every day. We trust him with our lives. It's just he is a champion. Well, here we are today, and he's still on duty. And it's time for him to retire, right? Gently. I mean, we want right. to— as we retire, we want to we want to thank him, right? Because he saved our lives way back when, and you know, pen a few medals on his chest, and ask him to retire because we got it now. Right. I We're, mean, and he's loaded for bear. Oh yeah. Like I think of you know he's loaded to like go after bear, and meanwhile you know we may have a little residual, but you know hopefully it's like the occasional squirrel or bird, and you shouldn't really take pot shots at those yeah right they're not you don't need to be loaded for bear right to to dismiss those and so all this time we've been you know operating under autopilot right we just flipped that autopilot switch on way back when let the loyal soldier take care of things and here it is all these years later and we're still that switch is still on when is the time to flip that switch off and move forward in our lives 
manual control. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not good at stick shift. Those hills are crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But being in control of ourselves rather than this automatic autopilot that's just been going and going and going. I, I would say there's no better time than right now. If you're questioning what's going on in your life and, and you're having difficulties in relationships, wake up. Now's the time. So that's the, the goal of my program, Connection Through Awareness, right? And, and this broadcast as we move forward. I'd like for us to, we have time, do a little exercise together, okay? Let's see how this works. If you can, and you're comfortable doing so, close your eyes for just a couple minutes. Not long, just a couple minutes. And take a couple of deep, relaxing breaths. Just see if you can let everything go for just these couple of minutes. Everything. Just the whole day. Be right where you are in your chair or your seat or standing or whatever you're doing. Just be there. And take a couple big breaths. Clear the chatter if you can. Center yourself. And now I'd like you to think of someone in your life at any time that you know you had a deep connection. The mutual exchange was beautiful. The attunement was there. You could feel their feelings and they could feel yours in their interactions. You felt felt by them, and they by you. You could tell them anything without fear. You were both totally vulnerable with each other, knowing there would be no judgment, right? Just love and care. Think about that person. Find that person. Bring them into your consciousness. And I'd like for you to let the feelings come back to you right now of what it was like to have that attunement. So if you can, experience the feelings, what it was like. And breathe those feelings in, okay? Just breathe them in. In with each breath. Let yourself go. Now, what if? What if you could have that experience with everyone close to you today? Just those feelings. You can. We got to turn the autopilot off. That can be a little scary going on manual control. But you can do this. And it doesn't mean that you have to agree on everything with these, these people, right? You don't have to agree. That would be boring. But somehow to be at that level of mutual exchange of sensitivities. What did, what did you get there? Did you get anything? I did. And what I thought about as I actually went to when I was a teenager and and had it with a former boyfriend actually. Okay. 
and the giddiness that you have because it was just simple. And as I'm reflecting on it, it's like, why did it ever have to be complicated? Mm. And it's these outside forces that are telling you that it needs to be complicated or this is what grown-up life looks like. Right. And it takes you out of your feelings and into your head. There you go. That's perfect right there. Once we get into our head, we lose. We lose. I'm going to say it. We lose the ability to connect deeply on that mutual level, right, of attunement. So being able to stay out of our heads and get into our hearts around this. We're going to talk a lot more about this, but take that with you this week as, as, you, as you think about it, if you can. Every now and then, people that you really connected with at some point in your life, what were the feelings like around that? That's all the time we've got for today. So I hope you'll come back next week for more talk around how we can connect emotionally. And Stacey will be here. I'll be here. Are you kidding? I told you this is my uh, therapy. Tune in at 3 for JD's show and just follow right in with this one. Uh, You you might as well. We're just connecting them together almost. It's It's true. It's just happening. And And we're not doing it intentionally. No. It's just happening. And what's really great is that people can listen to both shows go from the live show and they become podcasts. So listening to this at The Root... You can find it um, on your preferred podcast platform. And then JD's show, This Show is All About You, you can also find that. Right. Yeah, please be aware. If you've missed this or you want to share it with somebody else, they're all recorded and you can find it on your favorite podcast platform. Just Google, in my case, at The Root Podcast, Greg Kuyper, and you will find me. And remember... At the root of connection is awareness. So stay aware out there, okay? See you next week.